and welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Greg Wolf. He is coming to us in a different capacity. He is the founder and chairman of the Highlands American Music Series that was started in early 2016 to bring um, Americana music, um, actually sustain Americana music in our area. And they're taking over for the Roots Music Series that came to an end in 2015. And their first act is going to be the Gibson Brothers. Um, They're a really fantastic bluegrass band, um, and they are going to be at the Palace Theater uh, in November. So Greg is going to give us more information about the nonprofit that he started and founded, the board members, how you can participate, how you can donate, because all nonprofits are sustained by the wonderful donations um, from you, the public. So make sure if you want to support this, that you donate, and you can go to their website, we have a direct link on our website, and that's recordtechlisten.com. You can uh, listen to Greg Wolf's previous episode and also uh, subscribe to the podcast via Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Republic, and Google Play through multiple platforms so that you can enjoy the show each week on your mobile listening device. While you're there, um, you can listen to all the episodes for free on our website. And also there's a, sl- a little donate button on the right-hand side, like a nonprofit. We're not exactly a nonprofit, but we are. Uh, we love to be supported by the community that listens to us. So if you would like to donate to the podcast, please feel free and click the button. The worst thing that will happen is that you support your local podcast. I would be remiss not to mention the Relish Pod guys will be back with another episode. If you have not listened to them, um, it's fantastic. If you're interested in cooking, if you just like to uh, look at beautiful photos of food, they're on Instagram and um, they have a great website and it's relishpod.com. And when you're there, make sure to check out their YouTube video on paella. It'll make your mouth water. And believe me when I say this, it uh, tastes as good as it looks. Speaking of good looking, the Gibson Brothers are a good looking band. Um, and you don't want to miss them in November. So let's get into the interview with Greg Wolf so you can find out how to buy tickets, how much they cost, and um, how you can uh, be involved in the Highlands American Music Series. So without further ado, here is Greg Wolf. Greg, thanks for coming back. Well, thanks for having me. You have some pretty exciting news. Well, I don't know about that, but... I think it's pretty exciting. Um so you've started a nonprofit. We have started a music nonprofit to promote American eclectic music in the area. That's good. Um, and you're the founder and chairman of this uh, new group called the Highlands American Music Series. That is correct. So we had a little bit of sadness with the Root Series coming to an end, and you felt that there was a need for this? Yeah, uh, Ken Roberts, who founded Roots Music and uh, worked with some people at... Uh, Allegheny Arts Council, they just kind of let it go. Uh, Ken uh, retired from his medical practice and has moved full-time out of the area. He does come back to visit, but uh, he uh, decided to put an end to Roots Music. So last spring, Roots Music ended after 12 years uh, of two shows a year. Okay. And so you're you're using the same sort of platform, I would imagine, about two shows a year is what you're... Well, there's, tackle? there's been some crossover. Chuck Dickin is working with us, and he was involved in uh, heavily in Roots Music. And Chuck is a, a wealth of information. He's an idiot savant when it comes to bluegrass history. I, I've tried to stump him with trivia questions, and I can't. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, so there's been some crossover. So some of the ideas that 
uh, evolved through roots music are is is what we're trying to carry on. Um, the Palace in Theater is our host theater. It's in Frostburg, as you know, and it's a great venue. Uh, it's much bigger than the one in Cumberland and a little bit more concert-friendly, given the way well, it's constructed. Yeah, and they've hosted um, events there in the past, so they're well-prepared for um, the crowds that come come with the, the music. Yeah, and we're pretty much going to launch the same way it ended. In fact, our first artistic group is a bluegrass group, the Gibson Brothers, yeah. and they ended the Roots Music Series uh, they did their finale concert, so we thought it was appropriate to bring them back. And I'm fairly close to the band, and uh, I know they love coming to the area. They love Western Maryland, and they just had a blast at the Palace last year. So uh, we kind of thought it would all meld. And they were one of the uh, Delfest groups over the past several years, but they weren't. Uh, they didn't come back this year. They've been very busy touring all over the country. They've had a pretty good run the last four or five years, and I th- we thought it would be appropriate to bring them back to That's launch good. to launch the new uh, Roots Music Series, or we we're calling it Highlands American Music Series. That's great. So you've you've you said we don't want this to end. You found it to be a very valuable asset to the community, um, and you're sticking with a, a Americana kind of music. Well, that's the idea. I mean, certainly we're starting with bluegrass and, you know, my personal favorite's bluegrass, but we want to keep it fairly eclectic. We're probably going to look at Celtic. We're probably going to look at uh, um, other forms of classic American music, Um, but we really haven't defined that yet. Uh, We wanted, we felt it pretty important to get two concerts on the slate for 2000 and uh, 16 fall and 2017 spring. And, uh, so our focus has been pretty much on launching that with the main focus being launching the first concert. I think we're going to have a meeting after this concert and decide where we're going to go in the spring of 2000, or I'm sorry, the summer, the fall of 2017. That's good. I mean, I think it's a new thing, but you want it to grow and be successful. So, um, it's important to kind of reevaluate after your first, first go of a concert. So the Gibson Brothers, are they classic Americana bluegrass? I would say they're classic, very classic American bluegrass. They, they're not new grass. They're not a jam band. They're a very traditional band. They cover a lot of different uh, traditional bluegrass and classic bluegrass, but they also have um, brought some traditional country, some old Leuven Brothers. Um, so they do, they cover a lot of great songs, but they've also... They've also have a lot of original music. Uh, the band's composed of five people. Uh, two of them are brothers, obviously, the Gibson brothers, Eric and Lee. They were born and brought up in rural upstate New York on a farm. And so a lot of their original uh, music is based on experiences growing up on the farm. They talk about their father. They talk about life on the farm. Um, so it kind of reigns sort of traditional there. And then the uh, other members of the band, it's really interesting because there hasn't been much flux in the band. Uh, Jesse Brock's their mandolin player. He was mandolin player of the year last year uh, for the IBMA. Um, That's the International Bluegrass Association Awards. Right. And coincidentally, Sierra Hull just won it this year. First time, I think, a female mandolin player has ever won the award. That's awesome. But Jesse Brock has a, a great uh, bluegrass pedigree and background, in fact, 
He at one time played with the Lynn Morris Band, and the Lynn Morris Band is actually fairly local. They're from Winchester, Virginia, and he was their mandolin player back in the mid-90s. And he grew up in a family band in Kentucky, and then um, their uh, fiddle player, Clayton Campbell, has been with him for, I think, close to 20 years, and their bass player has been with him about 12 years. Um, so the, the band has a lot of continuity, and they've been together a while, and the last album they did was a tribute to Brotherly Harmony. They used old, covered old Everly Brothers songs, Leuven Brothers songs, and uh, that was a good song. And I think they're going to release their next album in January. Okay, so it's perfect timing. So I'll probably hear some new um, stuff yes. from them and maybe a few classics if you're a Gibson Brothers fan. Let's talk about the concert. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. When are they playing at the Palace? So the concert's uh, scheduled for November 5th. Okay. at 8 o'clock. The doors will open at 7. It's general admission. Uh, we do have some sponsors that are going to be having preferred seating in the front, but I don't imagine there'll be very many people. So we're hoping for a sellout. We have uh, 300 uh, places available, and it's general admission. And honestly, I was there last year, and there's not a bad seat in the house. No, Even it... the last row is great. And right. The sound is incredible. We have the same sound person coming back this year as last year. And uh, the Gibson brothers are very approachable uh, and very down home. And that's one of the things that attracts me to the genre is everybody's just been so nice and they're so approachable and they're real people. That's good. Um, and so we should also mention that um, you can purchase tickets online, which is important, and you can get them through your website. And um, you can, if you don't feel like doing that online, you can go to Main Street Books in Frostburg and the Book Center here in Cumberland. Um, and to purchase your tickets ahead, it's $25. Right. And at the door, it's 30 Right. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm glad that somebody stepped up and decided that this was something that needed to continue. Um, and you have already booked your spring of 2017 show. And that's going to be Tim O'Brien. Right, we were... Uh... Our, our group got together. We formed a board back in May and had our first meeting and outlined what we were going to do. I uh, pretty much had the Gibson brothers on the hook before we even met, so that was pretty much a foregone conclusion. So launching the whole fall effort was fairly straightforward without much debate, but then we decided we needed to pretty much, as I said before, hurry up and try to get a spring, I'm sorry, yes, a spring... Uh, a spring act, and we collectively decided on Tim O'Brien. I think he just released a solo album within the last year, and he has a, a great bluegrass pedigree as well. So. Absolutely. Um, so that is going to happen in March? Yeah, I think it's March 25th. Okay, so we'll have you back on Closer to the show, and then that way we can talk about how great this concert was, your first concert, all the exciting things that happened, and then also um, what we can expect from the Tim O'Brien concert. Um, so you are a nonprofit, and all nonprofits need donations to maintain. So let's talk about some ways that people can help, either by volunteering or by giving to to the Highlands American Music Series. Yeah, um, we, you know, we have a goal and a mission statement on our uh, website. But basically, not only do we want to bring uh, essential or Amer classic Americana roots series music back, feel that's an essential part of the arts and culture that that was established by Roots Music, but we were also hoping to 
bring in education and probably scholarship. I think at some point we'd like to per- perhaps work a little bit with Delfest and Delfest Academy and maybe sponsor some uh, uh, scholarship there or maybe eventually bring workshops to the area. We're also talking about kind of spreading the news, so to speak, maybe looking at doing special events like, you know, like local festivals. There's been some talk among the group members of eventually being able to form our own maybe mini fest. Um, and so we'll just have to see how things go. But obviously any effort like this takes a lot of money and you can't necessarily bank on tickets. And so um, we're looking for sponsorship. We're looking for donors. Um, we've raised some money so far. Um, but if anybody's interested and we'd love to have uh, as much participation as possible right now, the probably the best way to do things is just with monetary donations and the uh, levels of sponsorship are outlined on our website. We filed for 501c3 status in April. 501c3 are highly scrutinized by the IRS and they take a while to get. We've been waiting since April 1st when we filed to actually formally have our 501c3 status. So as of right now, I can't guarantee that the donations would be tax deductible, but as soon as we get the filing done and we're approved, um, we will, the, all the, the filing will be retroactive to April 1st. So, Oh, that's excellent. So that's the intention is to be a 501c3, get your donations as a tax write-off. So don't hesitate to do, make the donation. You're in the process of getting that all taken care of. That's good. So um, if people can't donate monetarily but really want to support the cause, how can they volunteer? Well, I think we're probably going to need a little bit of help setting up the second concert. Right now, we pretty much have things lined up for the first concert. We've pretty much the board members uh, and friend, a couple of friends of ours have been very helpful to us in setting up the website. Um, uh, Chuck Dickin at the radio station has been very helpful in setting up the sound and kind of uh, getting the palace on board. Um you know, I think there may be a chance for non-monetary donations when we sort of develop the educational piece. And again, I'm not too sure how we're going to do that. There's been some talk about doing workshops with the artists that come to town. But the other focus is that we want to um, really kind of showcase local music as well. Okay. You know, so there's some local bands, you know, within the county that come to mind, but also within the region. Um and so I think there's probably going to be some development there, too. I mean, and, do you think that it would be um, people could make suggestions as far as bands yes. and maybe yeah. programming and things that they would be interested in? Yeah. I think if that's attractive to people as they peruse the website, they can certainly hit the contact us link. The website's still under development. Um, we still have to we have to develop our sponsors page and we also probably will develop the board member page with some brief bios. But how many uh, people are on your board? We have seven right now. Um, uh, me, myself, uh, Chuck Dickin is the vice president, Aaron Becker, uh, a local businessman who's been very helpful, uh, is our treasurer and secretary, uh, Jim Moen, Jim Riggleman and Gorman Getty form the board and okay. Gorman's our legal uh, advisor. That's well. good. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good to have. Um, I, I mean, I think this is good. Um, and it should be, people should support it. And if you live out of town, absolutely come. Um, we have plenty of accommodation, especially in Frostburg and surrounding areas. So 
Um, if you like bluegrass and you want to get out of town for the weekend, this is a good destination. I'm really excited about it. I just can't wait. I mean, I've I've seen the Gibson Brothers six or seven times. Probably my personal favorite, which is probably no coincidence why they're the first act. <laughs> but like I said, I pretty much had that in tow before we even formed the uh, Roots or Highlands American Music Series. Um, I think you'll find them very entertaining because not only is it about traditional bluegrass, but they're brothers. They grew up together. There's a little bit of Smothers Brothers that goes on with them, and, and every show is entertaining. That's good. So, um, and, you know, just to, you know, to tout them a little bit, I told you that Jesse had one mandolin player of the year, but Eric, the banjo player brother, has uh, been songwriter of the year, and the band itself were two-time bluegrass entertainers of the year so they're they have quite a uh, pedigree when it comes to awards too good so you're sure to have a good time then maybe you thought about doing like a question and answer session with the gibson brothers at some point actually that is planned uh we reached out to the band directly chuck wanted to interview them for the uh so and and yeah just um our our website i guess i should say our web address is sure. highlands American music series.com highlands like the Potomac highlands. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if anybody's interested, we do have a mobile friendly website, so you can just access it on your smartphone. There is a link for e-ticketing online ticketing. That's very easy to use. And so I would encourage anybody that's listening to, uh, take it in. It's local. It's going to be exciting. You'll probably see lots of friends of yours there. And I'm, extremely excited about it. it's going to be a fun night we've got a couple of things planned for intermission that, that are going to be nice so Good. excellent so um we'll put a direct link on our website too so people can look at it and you're in the process of setting up a facebook page so people will be able to keep up with you throughout the rest of the year um so this is exciting i'm very proud of you for taking this on this is not an easy task to set up a nonprofit. well you know it's just one of those things where you have a great idea and you want to do it. And the thing is, how do you make it become a reality? And the reality is it's a lot of work. Even something as simple as putting on a concert, at least conceptually, there's so much that goes into it. Um, I don't know. It just, you know, so I guess in terms of just jumping back to volunteering, if anybody has any expertise in organization and printing, you know, it's always nice to have those services donated as well. It really, it's been, you know, every day there's something to do. I mean, I'm running around with tickets in my pocket. I think I've sold 35 right out of my pocket. So, so if you see you, if we see you on the street, we yeah. should hassle you for tickets. Yeah. There's also a uh, contact line on the website if anybody has any questions. And that's actually my office. That's a line in my office. So, and it goes directly to a voicemail and we'll pick up on that. That's good. So there's always somebody able to attend. So would you recommend if somebody has a real passion, like you say, for bluegrass or American music, um, would you encourage them to maybe start their own nonprofit if they're listening to this and they're not in our area? I suppose you could, you know, it's a funny place. Um, you know, my motivation for doing this not only was to do something to, you know, continue the Roots Music series because the people that I knew really enjoyed Roots Music. But, you know, we, we have so much hype surrounding Delfest every year, and Delfest is great for the community, in my opinion, and it's wonderful, but it's, and I'm not being critical at all, it's well-established, and it's in May. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a cycle that occurs with the Delfest Foundation and with setting up for that and when the McCurries come. Um, and uh, so, you know, we wanted to kind of work with that and not really interfere with their time of year 
at the same time work with them and respect them, but at the same time do something different. I mean, I think the area needs a little bit of balance and, um, you know, I think it's exciting and, you know, so. I think it's good. I think your scheduling's right on the money as far as, you know, in November before people hibernate all winter and then in March when people are trying to, are starting to move about a bit. So I think your timing is really good wanting to be social again in the spring. So, um, I think it's, I wish you all the success. I hope you sell it out. Um, so if you're listening, buy your tickets right now, go to their website and, uh, I look forward to having you back. I think we'll sell out. I think, you know, this month will be great to find out, you know, we've got close to 80 tickets spoken for already. So they're selling. So it's not something you should wait on if you, if you're interested. I would really encourage people to get their tickets quickly because I think it'll be a sellout. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you don't want to be the only person who misses out, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it's good for Frostburg, too, because I think Dante's plans an evening, after, you know, like an Opre's, con- Opre's concert event. I think they have like a bluegrass, bluegrass band come in to kind of continue the concept. So the, the, the community does respond to these events, and the community does work around it. The Frostburg State uh, University Foundation is working around us as well. They're planning an event before the concert. So that's nice. It's good for the community. Yeah, it's a positive thing. And thank you very much for doing it. My pleasure. So So we'll have you back when uh, you have every all the logistics planned and maybe for a call for volunteers, a little bit more action for the Tim O'Brien concert. Um, So thank you very much for coming back. I appreciate it. Thank you for interviewing me. Appreciate it. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to head over to our website, and that is recordtalklisten.com. We have direct links, so make sure to buy those tickets. You don't want to be the only person in the area that did not see the Gibson Brothers at the Palace Theater this fall. So um, while you're on our website, again, the donate button's there if you want to participate in uh, supporting your local podcast. If you are a local business, our podcast is a global um a global thing. So all over the world, people listen to this show um, and we get thousands of downloads each week. So that's thousands of people that you would be reaching um, with your ad. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, we have a link on our website. Um, it's a, a tab called shop. You can shop for your favorite ad um, compilation that you think might work the best for you. So make sure to check that out. Um, if that's something you think would be good for your business, we think it would be. Um, our listeners, we love to hear from them and they have always have suggestions and great feedback for us. So if you want to get in contact with us, the show, you want to come on, you have something to say, or you know of somebody in the area that you think would be good, um, send them our way and get in contact with us. We're on Twitter at RTL pod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash record talk listen. And an old fashioned email always gets through and that's record talk listen at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.